Welcome to Tech Breakfast, today's top headlines served hot by your host Aaron Bewley and Tyler Gates. So grab your coffee and let's get into it. It's Wednesday, October 28th. Fun fact for today. Thanks for finding this one, Russ. On this day, 22 years ago, Bill Clinton signed the Digital Millennium Copyright Act into law, DMCA. The DMCA, if you don't recall, it's often known as the takedown notice law, uh, but explicitly authorized copyright holders to issue takedown notices to individuals or companies believed to be engaging in infringing use of a copyrighted work. Gentlemen, how y'all doing today? Doing well. And DMCA is annoying. I actually have had, I don't get the notices, but because of the just absurd amount of usage that this gets, uh, gets used in, like on Twitch, if I'm using, you know, listening to a song while I'm playing Counter-Strike or whatever, they will actually mute the audio of my stream by default, just because they, they assume that I don't have a license to be able to play that with other people around. Yeah. Which theoretically is similar to if someone walked into my house and was and I was listening to music, if they could control, say, my echo, they could turn it off because other people walked in and they didn't pay for that license. Yep. It's pretty it's funny. Just a, it's a crazy thing. Our copyright law is already a mess. This just gave everyone who's trying to defend it, and I'm not saying that copyright owners shouldn't have protections, but it gives them just like missiles are from freaking space right like this is this is orbital lasers to destroy the hint (laughs) of somebody maybe abusing the content based on the absurd rules that were already set in place like not being able to play music in your house with your friends there legally yeah yeah over the past four years um i got uh, pretty into YouTube culture. And there's there's kind of a constant running joke that if you ever wanted a YouTuber to to like leave you alone, right? The only way to do that was to play music <laughs> because then they would just immediately <laughs> run away because you can't, it, it can't be in the video, right? So anyway. Yeah. And it's one of those things where the, the burden of keeping up with uh, DMCA, did I say that right? Gosh, that yeah, digital, DMCA. digital millennial. It's just funny. It, it doesn't roll off the tongue at all. It's, it's a, see, it's a terrible law. Delete. Um, Thanks, Bill. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, um, it, that, like uh, the platform owners, right? You're, you're, I guess YouTube is going to be a big one. Twitch would be a big one uh, at this point. Um, uh, any streaming service like that, right? They, they cannot keep up with the burden of proof necessary to basically say it's like oh no these people weren't infringing yeah so to your point the default state is respect the takedown notice even if that's not accurate and it was something like fair use or lo and behold you actually had a license to play music to your friends um and so the content producers are are the ones that carry the burden of having to prove that what they were doing was either fair use or that they weren't infringing or that they were given permission, like all of that stuff. And and that's just like the system is broken the way that it's there. It's not balanced yet. It that was not far enough or too far. It's hard to say, but yeah. Well, in uh, in related news. Um... Shortly after we publish this, uh, so if you're listening to this right now, you should probably just go and turn it on or at least note to go and stream this later. But Facebook, Twitter, and Google CEOs will be testifying before Congress again today uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific. It'll be a Senate hearing focused on, and we've talked about this on the show before, um, but it's possible changes to Section 230 of the 1996 Communications Decency Act. 
right? The law that um, basically protected any company from what the user on their platform said, right? Yeah. I'm really eager to see where this goes too, because I can I can wrap my head around making adjustments to a law like that to make it better. Uh, it, if something is legitimately broken and we think that it is dangerous to society, to individuals, something, right? Yeah. But man, that's not one you can just redact. You can't, you cannot take that away. I, in my opinion, so yeah. I'm, I'm definitely ears to the ground on that. I don't well, know why they would because... do that at ten, because the AMD hasn't invented eleven. No one's going to watch that hearing. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's going on here? Well, it was funny too because several of the the headlines I was reading was like twenty eight year or no twenty twenty four year old law, you know, needs to be changed and blah blah blah. It's like okay, most of the laws we abide by are like hundreds yeah. of years old. Twenty four years thousand, is actually a fairly young. Law. Yeah, or thousands. A very of years young old, law. Like, principle. Yeah, and then the yeah exactly. But then you think about technology, right? So like sure, everything has changed in technology in the past twenty four years. Yeah, like, it doesn't mean that it doesn't need to be changed. Just no, exactly. Sure a young law. Yeah. Yeah, it, it hasn't it hasn't withheld the test of time, um, but I'm I'm kind of eager to see some of the arguments uh, against maybe why platforms should be held more responsible, which I assume is where they're going to come from. And yeah. I, I'm no scholar in this area, so I've got lots to learn. Yeah, and you've seen things happen recently. So, like on Twitter, so a bunch of these companies are preparing for or already trying to position themselves in a positive manner, assuming what might happen. Right. So, Twitter, you can no longer just hit the retweet button. You have to hit yeah. it, and then it says, "We assume you want to quote tweet this." That's that's the natural assumption. And if you really just wanted to retweet it, then you click retweet again without saying. That's annoying, anything. by the way. I start yeah, looking yeah. around my phone, like, "Wait a minute, did I do it wrong?" Just- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you know, there, there's other news around um, Apple trying to build in their own search capabilities and trying to separate themselves a little bit from Google. Um, we've seen some articles around that. We, we called that you out mean, I think, like, on Monday. Search the internet capabilities, like not search their device. Right. Yeah, improve. Yeah, improve. Yeah, improve internet search capabilities. Yeah, right. Interesting. So, yeah, just trying to separate some of that stuff, uh, you know, from them plus plus Google, all that kind of stuff. Anyway, okay. So uh, definitely check that out. That's going to be some fun stuff to to watch, and we'll definitely cover that on Friday. Uh, other news I've got before I hand the mic over and. You know, we get on to maybe some more fun stuff, but I thought this was cool. Audible added 100,000 free podcasts. Whether or not you have Audible as a subscriber or not, you can still access all of these 100,000 podcasts. Guess who made the cut, boys? Oh, yes. Uh, That Rogan guy. (laughs) Fair. Yep. Yep. We're on Audible now. So. (laughs) That. Did you say share? I said fair. Oh, fair. I think share. Where did that come from? Just you know, it was a, it was a share has a, a fair podcast. comment. He probably did make it. Yeah, I, actually, um, he's, I bet he's he right didn't. Isn't he exclusively uh, Spotify now? Well, that's what I was going to say because I don't get it. I thought he was going to be exclusively Spotify, but he's still posting to YouTube. Maybe, maybe like at the start of 2021, maybe there was some overlap, <clears> and then <throat> in 2021, he's only on on Spotify. Maybe isn't YouTube is. a vodcast, not a podcast? Ooh, it is. It's Should just we start a, doing that? Just a line in maybe. the sand that maybe he made the agreement with Spotify, but he intentionally changed that letter somewhere yeah. in the in the contract, and he pulled yeah. a fast one on them. And all there's work. quite a bit of controversy around that because they are taking the right to edit um, edit out sections of his podcast or completely um, just say nope, we're not posting that to our platform. Wait, YouTube is no, no Spotify. Spotify. Yeah, yeah. really. 
Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, yeah, we better keep an eye on that since we're of a have a similar you know size audience. We got to make sure they don't <laughs> do anything like that to us. So it's good good that we know that. Spotify, behave. That's okay. right. We're watching. I thought you. we were bigger. Mm, not yet. We're All right. <laughs> where 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 do we want to go next after that? Uh, I want to turn it back to my AMD comment because there actually is an event today. Um, if if people have been looking to try and get a NVIDIA RTX 3080 or, or 3090 uh, or anything like that, you, you probably haven't been able to because those are reserved for bots and, and only bots. And supposedly AMD, whenever they release their cards, is going to be able to beat this. Well, their event is today. They're going to be announcing the cards officially. I don't know if they'll release the cards, but they're announcing them for sure. And uh, there are supposedly some leaks out there that show it being pretty good against the 3080 and and more than likely will be a better value purchase. So if anyone's looking to play Cyberpunk 2077, which was just delayed for the 150th time, (laughs) uh, you may be able to have a a new GPU ready to go for it if uh, if you're an AMD fan and want to get one of those. So uh, look for that today at around 11 o'clock instead of watching the hearings because that's obviously more important. I'm pretty the, sure I'm going to get a water heater before I get a new video card. Water heater. <laughs> Go with the tankless. I really like the tankless water heaters. Oh, you do? That's because like I have it? a thousand kids. Yeah. yeah tankless, it's always hot. tankless always oh, sounded cool, but then the retrofit and maintenance turned off. Well, turned mm-hmm. me off to them. I've, <clears throat> I've got the tankless. I got to say, you got to get that uh, the extra pump thing that makes it to where you have instant hot water as well. Oh, the recirculation stuff? Yeah, because the... You do that with a traditional heater too. The um, the tankless takes forever to get to some parts of the house. I mean, you, I mean there are times where I'll have to run the water for five, six minutes before the, the heat That's actually long gets runs. to it. Yeah, it's insane. So just get the pump. That's very important. Get but the, the endless hot water, really nice. Pet. Bet. So we're expecting Cyberpunk 2077 in when? 2077. 2077. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The joke yeah. is, is that by the time it releases, it'll be a game about the past. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, that was actually that, uh, that, that was what right. James uh, Thompson said. So just know that he's one of our most dedicated listeners, both across SevOps and and into and into the podcast realm. So so that's pretty cool. But it is coming out on December 10th, supposedly. I would I would take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Even though the game went gold like a month ago and it was okay. <laughs> should have been shipping. It should be fun. Oh, oh yeah. It's it's already, already gone gold. Wow. Yeah. They've yeah. sold a gajillion wow. copies of it. I, it's funny because all I hear about it is delay news. Um I actually know very little about that game other than it has been delayed a lot, and that <laughs> is a running joke in the gaming community. Look, it's not Just, as bad as Duke Nukem that got delayed for 13 <laughs> years. So uh, it's it's still got a ways to go before it becomes the new Van Wilder of video games. But that's true. Uh, well, this, the same thing happened um, among us. I, I was reading was having a, a sequel, but due to some streamer playing among us and it becoming massively popular, even though it was already, I guess, a year or two or three years old or whatever. The developer had to stop on the sequel and go back and fix and add resources and update and all this kind of stuff to Among Us because of the massive spike in usage. Hold on. So what you're telling me is is that some streamer was presenting content to a large audience and then that content got really popular and made the game developer successful? 
<laughs> yes, I am. Would, would that ah. ever, do you think that that would happen with music? If they were to play music to a large audience, would, would it actually want to go man. do that? So, interesting. so here's the deal. So that whole so <laughs> since you bring that up, well, we could we could dive into what you. I just think we brought should up just drop it. From a, There's definitely from a, nothing to talk about there. <laughs> well, from a from a <laughs> gaming perspective, though, there's this. There's I've heard arguments around. Um, whether or not those streamers are paying for the games appropriately and leveraging that content and maybe they should be paying more if they're going to be streaming it. But there's the argument that you just presented there on some of the platforms where DMCA isn't an issue like TikTok, for example, you see songs skyrocketing to, you know, the top of the charts that, you know, came out in the seventies would have been it's, otherwise it's completely unknown to right. a, a listening population. The entire generation. Yes. Sales I believe it's up. called, is, is there, I, there's some, there's a term for this. I think it's called advertising. Advertising. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I believe in this particular case, it is zero marginal cost. So that's free the advertising. We have terminology. Which, which is why it's, that dude that was, uh, that was, um, Oh, what was he? I guess he was just skateboarding down the road to. Um, oh, I'm did he fall? On that song? No, <laughs> it's so, so this funny guy, when they fall. No, this heaven guy, is a half pipe. I'm sure you've seen it. No, I'm sure you've seen it. But the guy that was drinking uh, cranberry juice, song, by the way, from uh, God, you guys keep talking and I can't think of what it is. What is it Ocean Spray or whatever? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I've seen this one. Okay, never mind. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> but so. This 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 video went viral, and I'm sure people know what I'm talking about. Um, but basically, the the brand of juice that he was drinking sold out across the nation, everywhere. Right? What the song? <laughs> the song insane. that was in the background? No, dead serious, dead serious. People were sending, people were posting photos of all the cranberry juice options in the grocery store, and that one was gone. And there was, wow. there was yeah, the, the power, right? Yeah. And then the song that was in the background, you know, hit the top of the charts. And it came out, you know, 30, 40 years ago, right? Um, I think, I believe it was Ocean Spray. Anyway, uh, they sent the dude a truck, right? To celebrate. <laughs> like, it's just unbelievable. So, anyway. I think that there's... Uh, Somebody should have taken that point. video down. <laughs> yeah, someone should have taken that video down. Yeah. I think that there's a really good point here where it's, you know, I, I want to give credit. The The game developers have actually... They've been pretty good about this. So while they do absolutely reserve the right to take down, sure. uh, you know the the streams and stuff. In fact, Nintendo did this for a little while. And Fleetwood and Mac, was, sorry, Fleetwood ah. Mac, that's the band. Sorry, Fleetwood Mac is the band or the video? No, no that's Fleetwood the band. That Fleetwood has Mac the is song. the band for the song I, in the back. I still, don't, right? I still don't know who they are, but maybe yeah, I haven't seen the video. Get out of here! You need to go watch that video. I, I do need Mac to go watch the video, stuff, but the, the thing is, is some video game developers are, did it, did this early on, but largely they've stopped, even though they do reserve the right. And the thing is, is this has actually been flipped on its head, meaning that someone sent me the article and, and asked what I thought about it around the you know possibility that game developers in their EULA could prevent this from happening. I was like, honestly, I don't see it happening anytime soon because game developers have been literally going the other direction and paying top streamers to play, to play their, their games on, yes. on release. Because yeah. it's so, advertising. I mean, it's, absolutely. And so it's it's pretty obvious and they seem to have figured it out in a way that it's very clear that uh, the music industry did not. Now, granted, the music industry at that time was dealing with something a little bit more robust in piracy and people downloading music. And so I yes. think they were also trying to work around that aspect. And there's a lot to dive in there. So I don't want to I don't want to dig into it. 
Um, not that video games haven't had their fair share of piracy, but it is good to see that you know logic has prevailed <laughs> as it comes to streaming video games and that they realize yeah. that there is extreme value in having Ninja who has 100,000 people watching him, you know, play their game on their stream so i I wish the mpaa and the riaa would catch up with that stuff though too just you know treat it treat it as advertising withhold the right to shut down bad actors that are actually causing damage but these blanket like i heard a snippet of a song that i own which is formulaic anyways and then just firing off takedown notices to everybody like that's the behavior i will i will never not have like grief in my throat <laughs> over the RIA and the MPAA because of basically the nineties and the two thousands and how aggressive they were just yeah. assaulting, you know, I people that you. were wanting to consume their stuff. And I know there were some bad actors. I know that there were people that were just going out there and trying to download everything and get it all for free or what all, all, all that stuff. Like some of the real, like we're trying to stop this behavior, but which is funny. They never so stopped. Far. By the no, way. no, not even, not even close. I don't even <laughs> think that they, they slowed it down. Uh, it was it was absurd how much energy yeah. and cash they put into it. And then you look at, you know, you look at um, earnings over time. It's like they assaulted the digital tr- transformation of music from stuff like CDs to yeah. MP3s. Yeah, and if you sure. look at if you look at the dollars and cents, like they hockey sticked when all this stuff went digital because people had access to it. Yeah. And then streaming yeah. just took it off the charts. It's it's absurd. It's absolutely it was, absurd. It was just like when uh VMware said you could virtualize SQL in Microsoft. No, no, you can't. They said, no, you can't. And, to, and then they came out with Hyper-V and they're like, oh, hey, you can virtualize SQL. It turns out you anyway, can. It's, it's the same sort of thing. But dude, so it makes me wonder how that works from a YouTube perspective where you get the DMCA claim versus like on TikTok where I guess they just, they can play it. I don't know, maybe because it's uh, like a 10 second version of it or something. But what's the difference if you only use it for 10 seconds in the YouTube uh, song? But anyway, the song was called Dreams by Fleetwood Mac came out 43 years ago and now it's like one of you know the top songs of a generation all these new it's it's amazing what social media and streaming and you know all this kind of stuff can do here's uh the first like five seconds just to jog your memory you recognize that at all take down uh i do not and yeah this is definitely getting taken down i know this song yeah we're we just got okay dmca i just got it in the in the mail <laughs> just got a notification <laughs> all right what else what other news do you have man i i got a fun one um so there was uh th- there's a satellite um and the the news from ai news is actually saying that uh intel ubotica and esa launched the first ai satellite that seems like a bold claim to me but maybe it's just amongst them as a partnership what does that Anyways, mean well, so so th- this the thing is that the the satellite looks like uh, I it looks like a small satellite, so I don't know if it's actually a micro satellite or not, but it was called the FiSat two, and um, what it has is it's got a board on it from Intel, Myriad two is the name of that board, and uh, it's designed to go into orbit. Um, I assume geosynchronous because of what they're talking about using it, and it's an imaging image processing board, so it's specifically designed to do the computation at the edge to kind of send back the good stuff. Um, and you can't get much more extreme when it comes to an edge than, uh, you know, orbit or space. Yeah. Um, and so what I thought was really neat is, so it's an image processing uh, platform from Intel. Uh, so it's taking shots of satellite imagery, right? And then it's trying to send back 
relevant you know, data. So they're looking at polar ice caps, they're looking at soil conditions. They said they might even be able to produce some of the earliest warning systems for uh, forest fires, for instance. So some really cool stuff that they'll be able to do with the technology. But the thing that actually stood out to me and that I thought was really neat is that the Myriad 2 was not originally designed for use in orbit. And anybody that's even a little familiar with electronics in space, um, the, the radiation bombardment is bad right for all things living and not and most electronic devices don't survive real well if you just put them in an x-ray constantly and that's what happens when you get outside of our atmosphere you get hit with all kinds of radiation that that tears electronics apart too and apparently the myriad two board even though it wasn't designed for that was able to survive 36 straight hours of radioactive bombardment um, in a test out of the box so they're wow. taking consumer level or consumer grade boards and plopping them right in these satellites and they're able to send them up, which I thought was just really cool. So does that mean that they won't be continuously exposed out there? It's like something opens up and they take their pictures or whatever, right? Did you say uh, 36 they, they may shield it some. Well, my understanding, and they didn't get into the details here, but my my guess and my understanding of how that would work is that what they did on 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 Earth on, on the crust was actually put it in an extreme condition where it was being constantly like just probably a million times the amount of radiation they're going to see. I think when it's up in orbit, it's going to be constantly bombarded. You can't really stop that unless you shield it like crazy, but that adds weight, makes the, the shipping cost, you know, insane, right? So my guess is that they tested 36 straight hours of a much higher dose of radiation, which yeah, means it'll last I, I for years, so. I assume. Yeah, because yeah. it, it seems unlikely that this is worth it no. for 36 hours in orbit. 36 so. hours of, yeah. I, I had the exact same thought when I was reading through it. That wouldn't make sense, even unless it's just designed to be space junk in almost no time at all, which would be crazy, I think. so. I mean, does that solve our problem of you know electronic waste on Earth if we just start sitting <laughs> into space? Maybe that's a we, test for that. I think we already do a ton of that. I don't know that we're actually spending the rocket fuel to launch garbage into space, but we have a ton of space junk out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real issue. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. Uh, what else we got? Uh, oh, oh, this is an interesting one. Uh, not fun news, but oh. it caught my, caught my eye. Um, so apparently a, an ad blocker and I've forgotten the name. It was, um, I saw you put this oh, in here. What's the name of it? It was there were two ad blockers. It was a, a Nano ad blocker and Nano Defender um, were extensions in Chrome. Don't use that one. Used a uh, a more basic Nano um, IP for ad blocking, and apparently that sort of base IP was sold off to some other player. And immediately went like full malicious. Uh, so just almost like a living off the land attack if you were looking at, at the security scape now. And it likely would have gone unnoticed except for the maker and the dev of uBlock Origin, which is a really popular and widely de- deployed um, ad blocker. Right? Uh, so Raymond Hill, the, the maker of uBlock Origin, he noticed that 
because he used those modules, he noticed that his code started behaving poorly. And I, I think it was actually in a beta before he had released it. But the, the new owners of that basic module injected malicious code. And it was, uh, I think it was reporting a bunch of, um, you know, like tab and user information. And it, it was just, it flipped overnight. So what, what was crazy is that while Nano, those two Nano products, I don't think were widely deployed. It looked like they had about 300,000 active users, still a lot of people. Um, that, that, that base module that was being used, having malicious code added to it because it was sold off, like all kinds of red flags went up at how quickly a Chrome extension that uses something downstream that ended up being purchased and repurposed was actually pretty crazy. Hmm. Yeah, that's so that's a big deal because that's one thing that's sort of it's multi-platform. I mean, you you can yeah. run Chrome extensions on, you know, Windows, Mac OS, Chrome OS, Linux, your phone. I mean, so that's that's an interesting attack vector. I mean, some I'm sure a lot of people have bought things like Chromebooks for either their kids or their parents or their grandparents. I mean, I, my grandmother has a has a Chrome box actually and uh I, my dad the other day was actually, he called me and said that he was like, I think she has a virus. And I said, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I want you to know it's highly unlikely. And, uh, you know, no, I he, mean, she has a virus. Yes. Never she, mind. my grand, my, what? That's a joke. <laughs> my, oh, <laughs> I didn't get it over my head. Uh, and nonetheless, the, it ended up computer. being a rogue extension, by the way, um, that was just popping up. Basically, the same, any site they clicked on would just pop up and, and show. I'll I'll just say one of the presidential candidates, and and it wasn't the one she liked, and so it was really <laughs> frustrating her. And so we ended up fixing it by just deleting the extension. But those extensions are definitely a very strong entry point for a lot of people, considering yeah. how ubiquitous Chrome is. Yeah. So you do recommend uBlock. You do not recommend Nano Ad Blocker. Nano Defender <laughs> is what I'm hearing. Correct. Yeah, and I, I, uBlock was good to begin with, um, but uh, I, I was actually even more emboldened on that extension when I noticed that uh, that the producer, right, the the dev or the original, yeah, dev, found it, um, found that issue and immediately bubbled it up. That's cool. Yeah. It means it's uh, probably a good platform. It's awesome. Thanks, uBlock. Not sponsored. Yeah, right. Not sponsored. Okay, is that it? Is that our show? I think it was a good now, show. I, I want to drop one one other one because it's been in our notes for a little while, and uh, I think it's exciting news because it's something I've been tracking. And we talk about electric vehicles a lot. So GM announced its Hummers uh, or its electric Hummer, um, which I think a year ago they had mentioned that they were going to produce an electric Hummer, and that was going to be their kind of first soiree into uh, EV trucks. But yeah. they actually announced all the stats. So they revealed that it's going to be a thousand horsepower, 350 mile range, zero to 60 in a round three second beast of a vehicle that starts at 80K. See, this This is like when I was a kid in like middle school and I'm building these RC cars and I'm like, what if we, what if we're able to do this for humans one day? I mean, people's necks uh, are going to break RC with how fast these humans 
No, no, no. Like, what is so... this? A car for ants? It's <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to be at least three times this size. Uh, I gotta watch that. He's absolutely again. right. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I could just remember, like, even as a middle schooler, understanding the just the extreme G's that this would put on somebody, which is what made him fun, right? Because you could just go all gas and it's electric and the thing just shoots away like a rocket, right? And now you're seeing a Hummer zero to 60 in three seconds. It's, it's pretty quick. The thing, I mean, that's what is it? It's like 6,000, 7,000 pounds getting to 60 um, in three seconds. Like that is, that yeah. is like F equals MA. I mean, that's going to be huge. That's <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. Smash you. It's insane. I, I'm oh just impressed God. that uh, it's getting 350 miles to an electric tank, which I don't think any Hummer has ever done. So no, I know that's actually huge. Solid. The range, the range alone is is a heck of an upgrade. Plus, a thousand yeah. horsepower is Especially, nothing to scoff at. I mean, the, if you look no. back at Hummer stats, um, my my father in law loves uh, his old Hummer twos, H twos, and um, I helped him find a used one what last year, uh, and I was surprised to see that the H two, which is a big honking vehicle, um, is only rated tow capacity wise, kind of like a light truck. So your your F one fifty and stuff like that. Love your F one fifty. Right. I mean it's something most people are aware of, right? So but it's it's not like a three quarter ton vehicle or anything like that from a tow capacity perspective, which surprised me because of how honking big it is. Um, a, a thousand horsepower and who knows how they're going to gear this. That's going to change a lot of stuff, but I'll bet that thing can tow a freaking building. Well, it says it has uh 11,500 pound feet of torque through some fuzzy math. Wow. And I'm actually saying through fuzzy math because that's literally what the article says. <laughs> yeah, I have the math wow. in front of me. So that's more torque. Ragged My, uh, numbers. F-250 um, Super Duty is about 950, 900, 950 foot-pounds of torque. So it's more and torque that than that, which is insane. Building. Yeah, it, that it, is. Right. Yeah. I mean, I that makes sense. Torque, uh, out of the EVs, EVs tend to have higher torque just because the... Yeah. It's um, crazy. The way that that stuff's geared. and They got uh, some big I, numbers here. Yeah. And anyways, I'm excited to see that because I remember um, as soon as uh, Musk announced or Tesla announced their electric truck, there was definitely some... Um, some slinging of mud about whether or not that have you ever seen the yeah. truck like pull tests where they put them yes. back to back and then they tow against each other, just tearing up both vehicles. Yes. Anyways, uh, Musk made some bold claims about being able to destroy an F-150. And of course, Ford's leadership was like, bring it on. And then they thought about it and we're like, never mind, we're not doing that. We sell lots of trucks. <laughs> and that was smart because an EV is probably going to destroy a traditional vehicle. It's, it's just, uh, they're bloody heavy because <laughs> batteries are not light and they can torque out of this world. So uh, that likely would not have gone in Ford's favor. But I will say that this Hummer looks much better than the whatever Cybertruck thing is. From yes. Tesla. Yeah. Compared to the Cybertruck, yes. Compared to the original Hummer, no. And yeah, uh, that's I don't know. true. I'm that's a good point. Of the original H1. But yeah. and I'm curious the range on the original H1. Was it like. 150 miles uh, it probably probably wasn't much you probably oh, the original like Hummer. you're talking about the now. wide body one like the, yes. the original yeah. for military use sort yes. of frame yeah no those yeah. things had like two gallon two miles to the gallon tank right. yeah those are yeah. those are terribly inefficient yeah. vehicles did you guys ever hear the story about how those became consumer vehicles 
No, but Tell it sounds us, sounds it's, fun. It's, it's, it's pretty short, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but it's what I've heard. And, and Perfect <laughs> way to take us out. So apparently, Arnold Schwarzenegger drove one in one of his films in, I guess, the 80s. And when he did, he loved it so much, he wanted one to use for himself just in his personal life. And that sort of was what made pe- made them think, well, maybe other people will like this, especially if Arnold's driving it. And that's kind of what started it. So Arnold was I sort like of that the guy. reason why um, the original military, you know, grade Hummer became a consumer vehicle, which is pretty crazy that, to think about. That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah it, and man, attribute that to him. He's, he's an interesting dude. I, I'll run into him on uh, Reddit, not personally, but I'll just, I was about to say like, where are you running into <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, no, no. On, on, on Reddit. And uh, I think he's active on Twitter and stuff like that. He just seems like a good guy. So that's a fun, fun little quiver to put in the, in yeah, the pouch so. too. That's fun. Uh, that, that reminds me of when I literally ran into the strongest man in the world in a bathroom and I thought I was going to die. You, you like you almost knocked him over no no like I, well, I got within like 10 15 feet of him which is too close it's too close for the strongest person you're in the considering world. that to be running into him i, I would i, I mean, physically ran serious. into him from 15 feet away dead serious man dead serious it's not a joke i when i, I when i walked through the threshold of, you literally understand no i didn't touch him no i didn't touch i probably would have died but as i walked through the door frame it was like I had come upon a, like a grizzly bear, right? Or like a, a, a <laughs> lion. And, and it's just, it's it's me and this lion in the middle of... Did he know. roar at you? That'd be no, funny. Who's he, like, hey. hey. So yes, <laughs> the answer is yes then. Did it shake the earth when he said yes? I'm, I'm going to go with yes. And on that note, I didn't that brings another that Tech Breakfast podcast to a close. We're, we're closing it out, Aaron. Closing it. I'm sorry. Closing it. <laughs> oh thanks for coming y'all this has been a fun show we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did thank you for listening thank you for subscribing if you want to support us go find us on patreon and we will talk to you on friday have a great middle of the week later booyah grandma